This is Dear Hallmark. Each week, I'll bring you reviews of your favorite Hallmark movies and TV shows. So grab a drink and let's see what we're getting into with this episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to a new week and episode (laughs) here at Dear Hallmark. I am your host, Dara. And for this episode, we are doing another installment of our Dear Hallmark Masterclass. And what that simply means is that we are going to be talking to people behind the scenes of the movies that we know and love. So these are people who have worked in a myriad of roles. We have production designers, writers, directors, costume designers, And I started off with production designer because, indeed, in this episode, I had the pleasure of talking with a production designer. His name, Daniel King. He has been the production designer on a few Hallmark Christmas movies as well as non-holiday movies. So I had the opportunity to pick his brain about what it means to be a production designer, all that that entails what his day-to-day looks like. And you kind of get into the nook and cranny and nuts and bolts of his position and how his role contributes to the broader spectrum of movie making at large. So what we are going to do is before we get into our conversation, we're going to take a quick break. And then when we get back, it'll be my conversation with Mr. Daniel King. So stay tuned. Daniel, how are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me. I'm a big fan of Dear Hallmark, so I'm excited to be on here. And I wasn't expecting that. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. So I want to ask you an icebreaker question before we kind of get into the crux of our conversation. So what is a really, really good meal that you've had lately that just like, oh, it just made your heart sing? Well, right now I'm in Connecticut um, on a movie that hopefully you'll be watching later this year. And um, so the seafood is amazing Ooh, I and bet. so yesterday i had a lobster roll um, which was the uh which was really good and it was done the connecticut way which uh, at least i'm sure that people probably correct me on this but the connecticut way is like with butter on it so it's like very buttery oh, lobster rolls, so. mm, uh-oh Ooh, my mouth started watering the jaws oh my goodness that sounds so good i had on the vein of seafood yesterday I just I just took a day off of work because I just needed a day. And I ordered from my favorite place and they have these shrimp tacos. Daniel. Oh my gosh. They're spiced <laughs> to perfection. They have this like pickled cabbage something or other that they put and it's three like miniature tacos. And it was just the dream. So I guess we both had really good seafood experiences as of late. That's really cool. (laughs) So let's get into it. Can you tell the people a little bit about your background, 
where you come from and just kind of what got you into production design? Yeah. Uh, so my name's Daniel. I am a production designer on um, several different types of films, but Hallmark recently has done a lot with them. Um, and uh, I'm originally from Texas. I live now in Arizona. Mm. And um, I, I always was a big, I was a big fan of movies growing up. And then I also was, I really enjoyed making my own movies. And so like in oh. high school, I would, um, instead of doing like book reports or speeches in class, I would turn it in, I'd do a, an extra thing. I'd make a movie out of it. So I do movie reports. Oh, that's and, cool. Uh, present those. <laughs> yeah. And so like, that's kind of how I got started. And then I decided I wanted to go to college for, uh, for filmmaking. So I did that. And then um, afterwards I uh, found my way onto a film set and they put me in the art department. And I realized that um, I was actually a very handy person Mm. And so it was a nice way to combine my, like, kind of my hobbies and my work life. And uh, so that's kind of why I've done well in the art department to get to where I am now. What would you say is your favorite part about filmmaking? Um, I like the storytelling element of it. Mm. I, uh, so I'm kind of a romantic in a lot of ways. And so, like, <laughs> mm -hmm. I like to try to take the script and make little like side stories in my own like when I'm designing a room I like to try to like think of like a backstory for this character and be like oh this person's really into this or this person's that and so I like kind of I don't know creating a, these little I don't know additional character elements into things or trying to figure out ways I can have fun creating additional um, designs into into the world that they have so I love that. Okay, so let's get into it. If someone were to ask you what is a production designer, what how can you talk to us about what exactly a production designer? What do they do? Yeah, it's um so it, the kind of probably broad complex like definition would be that they're in charge of everything that you would see visually on the screen um mm. and like the tone and textures and like the styles of what's being presented. Um, so like the, the director of photography is like has the camera and kind of shows how you're seeing the world. Okay. And then the production designer is the one who creates the world that they are filming. Ooh. So um, yeah, so they, uh, I guess the easier term would be like they're the head of the art department. Um, so okay. uh, they also have input into things like costuming with like certain elements of it. Okay. or how other departments are kind of operating but generally it's the art department that they're the, the head of so have you worked with fake snow on like christmas sets that would be under your oh, yeah. purview oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah so like there's a lot of like kind of sub departments below um, the production designer so there's like you could have your set dressers set decorators your okay um your your art like construction like building your props department and then there's like things like that, like snow that uh, might impact it. Like we have like a lighting team. So I'm like overseeing lighting and yeah. um, not not like film lighting, but like uh, Christmas lights and things like sure, that. Sure, uh, sure, sure. So, yeah, there's a lot of um, a lot of small details that go into it. And then I just kind of oversee the, the broadness of it. Okay. Have you, um, in your career, have you had experience working in those other departments that fall under production, like the broader umbrella of production design? And what was that like for you working in those departments? 
Yeah, I think that's probably the most important thing is to have experience in it because a lot of what yeah. I'm doing is dictate like kind of on the between between like the producers and the art department. Oh, and okay. so a lot of times I'm making decisions of what the other people are will be doing. And if mm. I don't know like the time or the cost or like how it needs to be done and I'm making commitments to, you know, Hallmark or the director about um, what we can accomplish, like, and it's not accurate, then that could cause a big problem. So I have to know really like the details of how those work. So yeah, so I, I worked as a prop master uh, significantly. Um, and then I've done plenty of movies as a set dresser and construction. And um, so I generally have a good idea of what it takes to be able to do things. And for this movies, like these types of movies, we like we shoot them very quickly. Like there's right. not a, there's usually like three weeks of prep, three weeks of shooting, and so you have a very tight window to be able to accomplish everything that you have to do. And wow. so knowing exactly what's needed is very important. So let's go into that a little bit. You say it's three weeks of prep. So walk us through. So like, let's say you get the call that you're going to be the production designer on let's just say unexpected Christmas. I'm just throwing out a movie. And uh, so mm -hmm. what happens once you get that call? Like what what goes into the, the yeah. prep? Mm -hmm. So they'll give me uh, the script, um, mm -hmm. like usually right away, and I'll read it, I'll break it down, kind of everything that associates with my department. Um, and then we typically, I'll fly to wherever they're at and we'll spend the first week of prep just going to locations that the mm -hmm. location manager has found. Okay. trying to pick the ones that we think fit the story best or fit the production abilities the best. And then if all goes well and we find like locations uh, by the end of that week, then week two kind of turns into now we know what we need to, how we need to change things, what we need to alter, what we need to bring in and shift. And so then we can start sourcing, trying to find like, you know, elements, like start hiring specific crew for doing things uh, like constructions and then um, the, the third week would be more like trying to be hands-on on location, trying to build the stuff, get it mm. set in. And then um, a lot of meetings. There's a whole lot of meetings <laughs> in that time frame too. So. <laughs> and do you guys have a budget for that stuff that you have to stay um, in as well for that? Yeah. Yeah. What yeah, was... we do. And it's Sorry, go ahead. Usually... <laughs> no, it's usually on another part of like that prep phase is I have to go okay. through and try to create a budget uh, for what we're going to be able to do it under. And so, and then that's what the, you know, line producer then uses to, to help figure everything out. So mm. can you talk about a time where, I don't want to say, I'll just say, can you talk about a time where the production design got really, really expensive <laughs> for a movie that you were working well, on? Well, I do. I'm very, like, one of my big things is I, I, uh, don't want to go over budget. Like I try mm. really, really hard to make sure that we don't go over budget. So I do a very detailed breakdown mm. of every set and every item that we're going to get and my estimated cost of how much it's going to be. Ooh. And then that way we can work with that to help see how we're doing throughout the process. Because it's very easy to like, as you're in the moment, be like, we need a lamp, we need a this, we need a that. Mm. And if you didn't budget properly, then you might be going over budget very easily. And so, oh. if, but if you also, if you know what you've already spent, then you can know that like, oh, I saved money on that set. Maybe I can spend it over here on this set instead. Um, so I haven't had too many experiences of having, getting things ex very expensive, but a lot of times there's specific 
themes or moments that I try to spend heavier on. Like I always, the, the first scene of the movie is the one that's going to catch the audience, you know, into the, bring them into the movie. Mm -hmm. And so like, I don't want to do a poor job on that scene. I want to make sure that one looks good. The scene where like, they like fall in love. I want to make sure, mm. you know, like I give that like a lot of like attention. And then usually like, like the climax at the end, like the, like if they're having like a proposal or something like that, like that scene, I want to make sure it's super romantic and like beautiful. So like those, those key moments I try to put more money towards. Yeah. And then, um, yeah. So, cause it sounds like there is a lot of, I'll just say it like interior design in a sense, like if you have an interior design background or like an architecture background or an interior architecture background, is there a way for someone who has that background to transition into an into a role like yours? There is, yeah. A, a lot of people have uh, that do production design have an interior design background. Mm. Um, oh, and that's what's what's great about filmmaking, but art department in general is that there's a lot of skill sets that are involved in art that are also involved in like the real world as well. Mm, so like if you're yeah. a very handy person, if you're into construction, if you're um, a painter, like there's so many different things that like we kind of incorporate into our department. Um, but interior design is definitely one that would translate really well. And really, once if you have those skill sets, all you really need to do is start is get onto a set and learn how mm -hmm. how to apply it into a film production mm -hmm. situation. A lot of times with us, uh, I guess it's different is like an interior designer would be designing something that's going to last. And for film, it's like you're designing something that's going to last for like an hour. And mm. so a lot of times our walls have like, they're like, they're not strong. They, they don't, you look on the back side of something and it's not finished at all. Mm. So knowing like what really is going to be seen and what doesn't really matter is kind of another key element. Yeah. Can you talk about what a typical day, so we talked about the prep, but once you get on set, what a typical day for you would look like? So we have a, a it's probably a, maybe you'd say production is more logistically involved i'm sure but mm. uh, mm -hmm. our department is a very heavy logistical department we mm. they're always they're filming one day so we have to have the sets that they're filming on obviously ready mm -hmm. and good to go but they if they filmed yesterday we have to figure out how to break that stuff down and get it out mm. of there yeah because that business doesn't want us to be there longer than we have to be there and then we're probably gonna be filming tomorrow so we need to be dressing that set as well and getting it ready to go Wow. And so we're usually kind of like torn between three places, at least um, at one point. And so the days normally would start with, um, I would have, if we didn't wrap the night before, then we're wrapping that morning. So kind of I'll get up and make sure that's off to a good start. Mm -hmm. And then I'll swing over to the set and we'll be dressing and putting like final touches on dressing the set. Um, then crew will show up once the director um and the producers are all there and have like approved it generally and like they like how okay. it looks yeah then i might ditch out and go to tomorrow's set and start working on getting that ready to go mm. and then then if i can i'll swing back over to set and just to see how it's going and make sure everything's fine and then um but that's basically how it is it's kind of me jumping from set to set um mm. trying to make sure everything's going smoothly a lot of the stress that we have in uh that like an art department is that 
Um, we have a long list of to do's that we have to make happen mm -hmm. um, all at like specific time frames. And typically we try to just stay a little bit ahead of the, of the production the whole time. And, okay. Um, so the fear is like one of these days, like production is going to catch up to you and you're not going to be quite ready. And so you got to mm. always try to keep making, making progress and staying ahead. Um, yeah. So in your role, or is there someone in your department who's on set while filming is in process? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, they're called the onset dresser. Okay. And they're usually probably, it should be somebody that's your most handy person, mm. like just capable of like on the fly, so, like problem solving. Okay. Because they are, they're, they're representing us. And if like a picture falls, they need to be able to figure out how to put it back on real quick. If the director's yeah. like, I need a, something in this corner, like this doesn't look right. They need to be able to like look at what they've got in their like bag and how they can fix it like on the fly. Yeah. So um, there's the onset dresser. And that was actually my first position on a film was as an onset dresser. And it's, oh. it's a lot of fun because <laughs> you get to be on set to be part of like that part of the production where a lot of art department takes place offset and on future sets. So you don't get to be able to see a lot of that. Was it for a Hallmark movie that you, that you had that experience as being an on-site dresser? No, it was a small um, indie film in Arizona. That was like my first production. My first Hallmark was um, was a couple years ago with Sand Dollar Cove was my first oh! Hallmark movie. Oh, that movie. <laughs> I love it so much. Okay, let's talk about it. So like, what was your... No, because honestly, I think that movie is so beautiful. It's slow in the yeah. best way. Like, it's like the best inner too bright on a lazy river and I, right. I love it so much so can you talk about your vision and inspiration for how you set up that set for uh sand dollar co well for that one i was prop master i don't want to take credit for that one as production i was shane meter was the uh mm. production designer on it um but that was it was a great experience the uh as production as prop master you get to work directly with the actors a lot okay and so that was a really enjoyable experience because they were they were great they were so nice like the whole uh, cast was a great cast um but that that movie um yeah it was it was just as like covid was kind of like starting to open up a little bit yeah so there was yeah. a lot of like restrictions still going on and um so that there was there was a lot of details i guess behind the scenes of just how to like make it work and not a lot of stores were quite open yet and so mm. where you source things was kind of challenging um but it was yeah it was a great movie to be a part of and it was my first time in connecticut as well so like the being there on by the water and um kind of that's all the cool visuals that that movie yes. has like, it was great to be there in person to see so yeah. what was your first hallmark uh production design movie that you had a chance to to do uh the first one i designed for them was sugar plum twist I Ooh. Know saw that one yes that yeah. was um the uh on hallmark movies now i think that was 2021 yeah, yeah uh probably so uh, the one with uh, the ballet dancing. Yes, so, yes, yes, yes. Oh, that's awesome. What would you say if you could think back to a Hallmark movie that you've done? Because you've done quite a few uh, Christmas movies. But if you could think back to a movie where you just felt like, man, this this one's just, there's just something about it that's really, really special in terms of like when you step back. Because I think like, as a well i'll just say i went to school for interior design so that's why i asked that other question oh, nice. but um so oh, yeah. when you step I, would, I know like when you step back and look at a space it's kind of like you have this feeling of wow 
Like this is, there's something special here. Have you ever yeah. had that moment um, when you are on set of a, a movie as a production designer? Yeah, I think, so there's, like I kind of said, there's like romantic scenes. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> I, I really want to like, I really want it to be good. Like I want that mm. moment to be like what I envision it to be. And so we usually when we get to that scene and like actually last night was kind of one of those moments where it's like this mm. is a set I really am putting a lot of emphasis on mm. and uh yeah so stepping back and seeing it on camera and being like yes it actually is like the beauty that I was hoping it'd be like the twinkle lights are twinkling just mm. the right way and mm -hmm. like the you know the colors are doing what they need to do so um well let's see it's certain movies that like were uh I don't know probably my like the movie that I think was probably most enjoyable that I felt was going to be good um, was uh, Next Stop Christmas. We did that one. Yes. Um, I think I listened to I listened to your review and I agree with you. Like the ending was kind of weird, but uh, the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, think, uh, I think for the most part, though, I really enjoyed that one because we had like a really cool cast on it, and they yes. I felt like they really like were bringing it. Yes. Um, as well, and so, totally but, agree. Uh, yeah. Totally agree. I think that movie is, <laughs> is still super charming. And I think the chemistry between Chandler and was that uh, yeah. Lindsay? No, uh, Tori? Lindsay Fonseca. Lindsay yeah. Fonseca. I always get Lindsay them confused. Fonseca, yeah. um, I love their, their chemistry. And yeah. so wait, so then were you involved with the whole train and, and getting the train looking Christmassy? No, well, uh, <laughs> well, so that one has props on it as well. So that was uh, okay. the title was the production center but yeah so but we did do all the christmas decorations on that train it's a train in connecticut um as well there's a lot of here in connecticut that I've done. Uh, I was gonna say, you might be bi-coastal uh, yeah, with a <laughs> you always being in connecticut <laughs> yeah but it uh yeah no the train it, it was this uh it's a local train that does um kind of like rides throughout the year you can do little tours oh, yeah, um private yeah, tours yeah. through the area so that's what the train was and so they uh used that and then we decorated it with christmas to make it kind of look the way it did so as a production designer how do you source your inspiration for what you want your set to look like so because they're so quick a lot of the times it's like finding the location figuring out what location is going to be mm, the one mm -hmm. and then taking what's there and then seeing what you can do to to alter it and then how what works well with that because sometimes we can paint walls sometimes we can't paint walls and like that a lot of times usually dictates some of the color schemes that we would go with um or um yeah that's and then looking reading the script seeing the character that lives in this place or you know um how it's being used in the scene that'll help dictate you know what we're bringing in like kind of like the the affluency of the set or like the, mm. how it's how practical certain things are like if it's like a child's room like currently right now we're decorating a the set that's this character's high school room that she's going like she's come back home and so mm. she's going to her high school bedroom so we're trying to think of how she would have been 10 years ago um, wow yeah so, um <laughs> but then also one thing that's like a trick um i guess i'll give away a secret is that uh even when it's not Christmas, or even if it is Christmas, um, there's certain tones that play into certain time periods for people to watch, I guess. So like if it's a Christmas movie, even if Christmas isn't there, 
we need to make sure there's like reds and greens and like things that kind of tell you that mm. you're in like a Christmas movie feel. Mm -hmm. So like a lot of times I'll bring in um, color schemes that are appropriate for the time of the year that the viewer is going to watch it. So Ooh. like if it's fall, it'll be more like oranges and browns and like kind of like red, tone, like that tones. If it's spring, it can be more like pastels or whatever. Yeah. And summer, same thing. So like thinking of how they're going to view it and then what how it works with the script and then what's actually practical because we yeah. got to be able to do this in such a quick period of time. So along with that, how what does um, your collaboration look like with other departments on set? If you could speak to that, like, are you in collaboration with yeah. and I think you mentioned this a little bit, but like costuming um, and, and other departments like that? Yeah, I would say we're. The, we're mostly connected with the uh, locations we're heavily involved with because sure. everything is so logistical with how we're in and out of certain places. And then um, costuming, that's a very important thing. Like there's been times where um, we've given the the actor a maroon handbag and they're wearing a red shirt or like coat. And now we have like this clashing red issue mm. or something. So it's mm -hmm. like making sure that what the actor's wearing and what the um, set looks like, kind of they go well together. Yes. Um, we don't want them to fall into the set. We want them to stand out <laughs> from the set. Right. So, so we, uh, we do do a lot with costumes and making sure that, um, that we're on the same page with them. Um, and then beyond that, it's mostly like the director, the producers that we're heavily involved with in the AD department. Um, the assistant director, he's, he does all the scheduling for everything. Okay. So we're really involved with them just for making sure that things can be done in the right amount of time. Um, and then I like to hang personally, I hang out with the hair and makeup um, people a lot just because they're usually pretty fun. I remember I was just rewatching Raise a Glass to Love and I could tell the I could see the collaboration between costuming and production design because um, Laura mm -hmm. Osnes wardrobe um, was very reflective of the colors of the vineyard house and I remember like there were a lot of yeah. cranberries and mustard yellows and when you saw the vineyard house it was it was almost a Spanish mission style but I think also the whole vineyard be with the the grapes and everything like seeing how uh, costuming played off of what production did with how these um, they decorated the house and different things like that. Like I, I totally pick up on stuff like that. And I think it's so cool yeah. that you guys can have a relationship like that. And, and another movie where I saw it so clearly was The Wedding Veil Inspiration with um, Autumn Reeser mm -hmm. and, and Paolo Bernardini. It was like fall time, kind of like what you were saying. And a lot of the colors, even in the home that Autumn and Paolo were in, were like teals and turquoises and cranberries, browns, and it was reflective in their wardrobe as well. And I love seeing that that collaboration and that cohesion, that's the word I'm looking for, happen in a movie because I think it makes it that much more aesthetically pleasing. And then it just reaffirms mm -hmm. what you're watching as you're watching it. You know what I mean? All the colors right. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and so part of the prep phase, um, we all we 
worked directly with Hallmark significantly during the prep phase and throughout the whole process. And mm -hmm. like, we'll submit our vision boards, like what we're thinking for like the tone of each room and how mm -hmm. it'll work. And then mm -hmm. the same thing, costumes is doing the same thing. They're creating, you know, all these vision boards of like how, what, what the character will be wearing for each set. And so we'll kind of, we have access to each other's work so we can kind of use oh, that that's to see where cool. they're going. And what's okay. Going yeah. And yeah. So when Hallmark makes a comment to the costume designer about, um, oh, I don't like this, or I do like this, then like, I'll see those comments as well. And I'll be able to be like, okay, so we're going to go in that direction there. Then I'll try to go in the same direction over here. So, um, so it is a very collaborating, especially during the, the prep phase. Now, is there any involvement with your department when it comes to post-production at all? Um, not really. Uh, like, I, I usually I'll be able to get to see kind of as it's how it's editing together. And if I have any issues that I see that's like a problem, mm. I'll be able to like address it. Um, and then a lot of times, like a lot of graphics, if we're if we're doing them post, if we're not like actually making a graphic for a side of a building, we're actually putting it on the post. Mm -hmm. then I have to still build those graphics and get it to them. Oh. But typically once it goes to post, it kind of turns into um, more of like the director, it'll do a cut and then the Hallmark has like a production cut that they'll do and they'll, um, but I don't really have much of say in, in any of that. So building graphics, does that mean you had to kind of work a graphic design muscle that wasn't there or what, what is that? What's that like? Yeah. Yeah, that, well, that's another, like, one of our, like, sub kind of departments within the art department is there's, like, graphics department. And I do have, like, a bit of a skill set in that, but, like, I'm not <laughs> super great. So if it's, like, a simple graphic, like a sign or something like that, um, like, I'll maybe do that myself. Otherwise, um, I need to probably hire somebody to uh, do some <laughs> of the more complex things. Or maybe I just don't have the time. But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Can you talk about an experience um, as a production designer where it just was probably one of the most challenging in terms of logistically nothing was working out, uh, a piece of material didn't get there on time, or can you just um, talk to us about a challenging experience you've had? Yeah. So I, uh, I was the designer on um, Two Tickets to Paradise okay. last year. Um, you would tell why Ashley Williams. I know. Well, I was so excited. I got the call to go and I'm like, um, let me see what my schedule is. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm available. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and so, uh, so I got there. Um, I didn't, like, I, I was able to bring one, one of uh, my friends as like a crew member. Um, but other than that, it was all locals that were there. And so I didn't know a lot of how to make things, how things work, I guess, in Hawaii versus, you know, mm. the mainland states. And it turned out that there's some challenging things. A lot of the stores that I'm familiar with as like go-to places to find set pieces, those just don't exist there oh. or they're um, so I, something else I don't know about. And so there was it was challenging to figure out where to buy furniture or buy certain types of style of things. Wow. And then the big one that was, uh, so there's like the opening scene, there's the airport, or not the opening scene, it's like kind of mid, and there's the airport scene where she flies off. Mm -hmm. And they, we filmed that in a, um, uh, a convention center is where it is actually wow. being filmed, and uh, so they've they've used this convention center for a lot of other movies, uh, like TV shows. They did it for like Lost and I don't, I don't know some other movies. So everybody was telling me like, "Oh, we do it all the time. Like it's easy. Don't worry about it." Um, so I'm like, "Okay, great. We'll turn this into an airport." And then um, I start trying to find out how they've done it in the past, and what they had done in the past is they had um, rented all the elements from a shop in LA and had it put on a shipping container and shipped out to Hawaii oh, and that's how they did it and I'm like well I got like a week ago and I I don't know like 
five thousand dollar budget for this set like i can't i can't do that <laughs> it's not like an option so um so it kind of became a thing where it's like okay we got to build all this stuff we got to build like a um the the desk that they're sitting on with the background and everything and then being able to find those chairs like she's sitting on some like just airport chairs and that was like came down to like the wire like the night before was when i finally got a hold of them and was able to get on set because they almost sat on folding chairs it was oh uh, my god quite <laughs> <laughs> oh my so, goodness oh my gosh yeah. that's a story so there's for the a lot grandchildren, of grandchildren huh <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh my goodness so what um oh dang the question the question lost me i lost it i had it right there i had it right there daniel well what would you what would you say to someone who wants to no this is what i want to say so how did you get inspired because you have your own um production company with power 10 films how can you talk a little bit about your inspiration for that and how that came into fruition yeah so power 10 films so like i said i went to school for filmmaking um i didn't know i was going to go the art route um and so i specialized in documentary filmmaking and that's kind of what i um really enjoyed doing and wanted to kind of saw myself going in and um for a long time i was kind of doing both things um like pretty heavily and um i created a couple documentaries and um it kind of merged into more of like a documentary style uh productions for um like local businesses <laughs> mm. that pays better. Mm -hmm. um, but, uh, but that's kind of what the, what Powerton Films was. Is, uh, it's kind of my outlet to do more behind the scenes, like more behind the camera type work, um, which I still enjoy, enjoy doing and, um, and want to continue doing. So, um, and between, between movies, I usually will jump doing that kind of making uh, different kinds of commercials or, or productions for, for companies with that, that title. Do you have an average amount of movies you do a year with uh, Hallmark, or does it vary depending on just kind of their mood and what they're feeling like? Well, it's uh, it's. I hope to do a lot, but it's all dependent on like the producers and if they were going to keep hiring me. Uh, every uh, job okay, is, like, yeah. I, I'm, I'm freelance, so it's like each job is it is what it is. But I, the last couple of years, I've been doing um, five movies every year, which is. I didn't think that was even really possible. Like that's a lot um, of movies to do in one year. Mm. Um, but usually I'd say my goal is like three or four a year uh, movies. And then if I can, if, you know, do fifth or sixth, then that's great. But they, they, they're pretty time consuming. They take up a lot of uh, your energy. Yeah. Uh, they're about two months in total, like from start to when you're done. And it's just like, you know, they, I'm sure you've heard wow. like the 12 hour film day. Yeah. And then for art department, you might be, like I said, you might be prepping a, or something at eight o'clock, but the call time for the crew's not till noon. And that means they're going to be shooting till midnight. And then you're going to have to figure out how to wrap out that night. So, so I might be doing like a, a 16, 18 hour day um, very easily. And so, um, so they're very exhausting. And then you'll get your weekend, but your weekend's just trying to like get ready for the next week. So right. usually when, um, when a production's over, I kind of want to take a break for a couple weeks at least before jumping into another one. And like sleep for fourteen days straight, I bet, because that could yeah. that sounds wow. Exactly. <laughs> well, thank you for your yeah, work, first very of all. <laughs> well, can you talk a little bit about the difference you've experienced between doing a Christmas set and a non-Christmas uh, set? 
yeah. with Hallmark and what that's like? Yeah, uh, definitely. Um, well, there's certain things in Christmas. I like doing Christmas movies probably a little. Well, I don't know if I like doing them better. I like, <laughs> I like them all. But, yeah. <laughs> but Christmas movies have like some opportunities to do things that are a lot um, more like um like inherent i guess they like mm. like you can make something really beautiful with christmas lights very easily <laughs> and yeah. lots of it doesn't apply necessarily in a non-christmas thing or like the the way certain christmas elements look on camera are just beautiful yeah and then makes it maybe more challenging to do that same kind of a feel for a summertime movie mm. um but i'll still try to do it like if i can work in some kind of like a string lights or christmas lights into a a summer movie i probably would um but uh yeah i think as far as differences like they flow the same they, uh you have to kind of think a little bit more about artwork on walls and things like that when it comes to non-christmas movies because usually okay. the, the if you uh the christmas decorations will take up a lot of visual space and oh, so it's like oh. less normal like less artwork Whereas in a summertime movie, you don't have those. And so you have to kind of think of other other elements. But as far as like um, the thought process, it's usually kind of the same. Um, trying to fill the right kind of holes in the room and how you would see things and then adding colors and, yeah. All right, so I'm gonna throw this question out there. If you could design like your ideal Hallmark movie, what would it look like? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> ideal Hallmark movie. Like, would it be on location um, somewhere, you know? Oh, probably so. Yeah. I mean, I, <laughs> like, I'll do another Hawaii movie. For yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah. I mean, that's the, one of the perks is definitely like being able to go to some really cool places. Like last year I was in, I was in Hawaii. I was in Connecticut. Um, I was in Nashville. We went, uh, we did the Biltmore Christmas um, in Ooh, Nashville, yeah, North Carolina this yeah. year. Um, so we was there, um, and then I, in Arizona, I was in Tucson doing a movie there. So being able to travel is like super mm. cool. So I would definitely pick a movie. I, I think I want to do one of the like the royal ones or something, like <gasps> maybe like in yes. France or something. Like, that would be oh, cool. Yes. Although that would be challenging. <laughs> I don't know if I, it would be hard to not speak English or like have like <laughs> a crew that doesn't speak the same language. But going doing like one of those. <laughs> oh man. I, royal movies are some of my favorite because there's so much <laughs> grandeur and I can imagine like what that yeah. would translate for you in, in terms of like find like decorating or putting together the set or finding like the what's going to be your castle or your kingdom or whatever yeah. and then getting that to look yeah. very grand and royal and pronounced you know that's the vibe of the <laughs> of the movie oh that would be so I cool I've done a lot of Western movies being from Arizona. And um, so like the Victorian era of like furniture, like that's been uh, something that I've always really enjoyed. Mm. And so like getting mm -hmm. to like a similar thing with uh, doing a Royal movie, getting to like pick those kind of like elements and have lots mm -hmm. of that, which was, that was what was really cool about um, the Biltmore Christmas movie is that, mm. you know, we're at the Biltmore where everything is so old and like antique and like mm -hmm. beautiful, like, like every chair is like hundred thousand dollars for like the chair or something like that. It's like that's ridiculous things that are just like built into the set. It's gonna be that's gonna be a beautiful movie. So I'm excited that that it's coming out. Me too. Me too. <laughs> oh, here's a random question. This one's really off the dump. Do you find um, when 
you talked about collaborating with the costumer. Do you find yourself working with the same costumer on certain movies and you guys have developed a rhythm and you know kind of how each other's vibes are? Like, do you have certain departments on set where you've worked with the same people so you kind of have a rhythm when you go to a separate, like another, when you work on another project? Yeah, that is um, that is very important. Like, probably one of the biggest questions when we start a production, if it's a whole new crew, it's like, how how are these other people going to work? How do they operate? What are their methods mm -hmm. versus what mm -hmm. I'm used to? And so mm -hmm. one thing that's been nice is um, a lot of the times the, the these movies are produced by certain local production companies, uh, like the Hallmark overseas, and then they hire another company that then hires the crew. Mm -hmm. And so... Um, so because of that, like a lot of times I'll have a similarity with who I work with. Um, so like on this movie I'm on right now is uh, Keith Nielsen, who's done a lot of Hallmark movies. He did like um, he did Christmas Spectacular and um, pretty much all the ones that I've done. But mm -hmm. uh, so being with him and knowing like how his style is and that I can just call him up at any moment and be like, hey, what's going on with this? What's happening with that? Yeah. Like that makes it super easy. And he's like right down the, he's in a hotel room, like three down from me right now. So I know I can just go knock on his door. <laughs> but uh, having that kind of familiarity is definitely a great advantage that if I didn't know him as well, I might question certain things or like be afraid to approach about certain things. And so, um, yeah, that's it's definitely an advantage. So what would you say to someone who wants to who either has an interior architecture background, and I'm not speaking for myself, even though I do have one, I just want to put that out there. But someone who either has an interior design background or after listening to our conversation, something sparked inside of them. And they're like, wait a minute, with what I can do, I could do X, Y, Z within the production design department. What advice would you give for them, um, for them getting started within this department to eventually be where you are now? Yeah, well, I think, like if you have any interest in it, like if either from a, like a designing standpoint that you're interested in learning how the film version of it goes, or if you're like in, like I was more in the film side and kind of more acquired the, like the designing side of things. Um, I think the probably the best thing to do is you need to get on a set that you can learn how the process works first. And so finding like a line producer or a pr uh, production coordinator, they're usually the ones who do the hiring mm. of the crew. Mm -hmm. and getting um getting them to like connect you with like the right people or finding a production designer um mm -hmm. that like uh there's somebody that works in the art department uh that can help get you kind of get your foot in the door and then once you're there just kind of like pay attention to how things work and realize that every job is your interview for your next job mm -hmm. <laughs> um and like uh they they'll remember you if you do a great job and yeah so, um kind of having that mindset of like just always being on and just trying to to make sure that you keep it going because that's the hardest thing with this industry is it's just it, it you're always looking for your next one you're always trying to like mm. keep going and it's um there's a lot of effort just involved in just keeping it going so um but it's a it's a great industry and a great um um it's a great department i think if you're interested in in design um, it's a lot of fun. You get to meet really cool people and go really cool places. So yeah, you want to you want a job on my next set? Huh? What? Yeah. What happened? What happened? What happened? Oh man! Uh oh! Wait a minute. Okay. Yeah. So how does someone? Well, you, you're like a writer, though. You should uh, you need to be into the writing department for Hallmark. 
I guess, Daniel, see, <laughs> because, the, I, you know, that's like a whole other language, I feel like, screenwriting is from, fit like, fiction yeah. writing, so. But how does someone even get to the point to even get on set? Like, what would you recommend? Like, are there websites they can check out? Um, or do they just stalk yeah. imdb.com? Like, how do, <laughs> how do they yeah. well, uh, even get on a set? Honestly, it's like there's no right answer because that's the mm. hardest part. It's like it mm. took me it took me like eight nine months to like uh, after I graduated before I even got like entertained with um, like an offer for anybody to be on a job. Like I just would send out my resumes and I'm like nothing's happening. Mm. But yeah. um, it's so it's kind of like take whatever method you need to make to get that connection going. Um, I what I actually did what got me my first job is I looked up online and saw that there was a movie filming in my area. Mm. And I found the director's email address and I sent the director an email saying, Hey, I'm, I just graduated. I want to get on this film set. And so he's like, Oh, I got a spot for you in the art department. So that's kind of how it got. Oh, started. that's so cool. And that's, yeah. And so it's like, it could be that it could be like being like, Oh, it's inappropriate to do this, but you know what, that's what's the loss, you know, and if I don't do it. So, uh, so yeah, I think that's probably, it. probably the other ways would be try to find the a production company that's making these, movies figure out who's doing it mm-hmm. and then try to figure out how you can get a hold of somebody on that set and they might not you might not be in the department that you want to be in like there's mm-hmm. certain departments like camera that's maybe you have to have such a skill set before they even like kind of entertain you and so but if you can get on in a different department and like locations or as a pa um and then pretty quickly once you've like shown that you're like a hard worker then go to those people in the department that you do want to be in and be like hey on the next one I'd love to learn how to do this or I'd like to be this department, then uh, they might bring you on in that. So like that's kind of thing. It's just trying to try to try to get in in any way and then quickly decide where you want to go. And yeah. Yeah. Well, Daniel, thank you so much for helping us go behind the lens here in our Dear Hallmark Masterclass. Uh, for people who may want to find out more about your documentary filmmaking, where can they go to check that out? Uh, yeah, I do have, um, it's Powerton Films is my um, my Instagram handle, I guess, would probably be the best place. Um, so power, and it's the number Power 110 Films. Um, and that's probably about it. I don't really post a whole lot um, publicly about the productions I do. Sure. Um, so like I have a private account, but um, but yeah, that's probably the best way. <laughs> awesome, so. awesome. Well, Daniel, thank you so much again. And listeners and viewers, you can find Daniel's information in the description if you're watching on YouTube or in the show notes if you are listening via podcast. Well, he's Daniel. I'm Dara. This is Dear Hallmark. And I will talk to you guys in the next episode. Ciao, my friends.